0: back with another PlayStation broadcast I'm your host Sid Schumann to my right is just. you Gill. Massengill. Am I? Yeah, I am.
1: To your right, just yeah, so I you s- usually go the other way. I think. Yeah, I like to
0: keep you on your toes. You know? Well, hi. I wasn't ready. I, I'm totally unprepared. I told right you, now. you got second billing now. I'm old news. Oh yeah. Well, to, nobody cares. To about my you. left is. Uh, well, we, you save the best for
2: last.
3: You know, mm-hmm. uh, sure, you're, we'll go you're,
0: with that. It's like in the movies where the movie stars are always debating over what order they're in. You're either first or last. Uh, that has to be what it is. Mm. To my left is uh, Ryan Clements, the alive. guy in
2: the middle of the introductions, the guy that gets no first nor last. You're the baloney. You're the Hello, <laughs> so, so we've gone <laughs>
1: through like three names, and then it's with
2: with Nick with Ryan.
1: Clements. No, featuring featuring. no, it's Intradu- special guest. No, it's introducing it's special guest. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a, like a child actor, <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: introducing it, Nick Sutter. Uh, welcome, welcome to Blogvale. 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 I don't
1: P- know if people I, will get that. that okay, is that a,
0: people, some someone out there. Welcome to that. Blogvale. Mm, yeah. That's good. Well, today's show um, is our ninety-fourth as we creep ever closer. To the critical. What? Oh, yes, you're being more dramatic. More dramatic here, yes. (laughs) As we creep ever closer to that critical milestone of episode 100. Our final show. Where will you you be when we turn 100? Um, Anyway, today we have new releases for October 22nd, uh, 2013, for North America, I should point out. We're going to list my, or I'm going to list my top 10 games of the PS3 generation. (gasps) I like it. Please, please be excited.
5: We figured we'd split them up week by week, so we'll start with SIDS. And also, if uh, you beautiful listeners have... um have your, I'd say, I'd say, for, I was going to say for our listeners, maybe their game of the generation. Yeah, game of the I'd generation. I'd love to hear. Uh, maybe send it in a voicemail, 650 288 6706. Keep that one to like, you know, 20, 30 seconds, sum it up, and we can run a bunch of them over the next
2: couple weeks. So, yeah,
5: tell us your game of the generation and why. Fine thinking there. That was on a PlayStation platform. I'm calling so Crudder Crunch as uh, Sid's number
1: to, one. To
2: clarify, <laughs> a, a game that came out at any time on PS3 or PS Vita is yep. what we're qualifying as game of the generation. Yeah, right? so it would
0: be November 20, We could call (laughs) complicated
5: by saying like for instance god of war 2 came out on ps2 after ps3 launched but let's say it's probably too complicated okay and that's probably the only game that ps3
0: and beyond yeah Beyond. Beyond. Uh, also, we have some new letters. We've got a creepy new voicemail. <laughs> and uh, all, all the rest of what makes PlayStation an interview. yeah. And, and an interview with Day- uh, Daylight. This is this upcoming horror game from mm-hmm. Zombie
2: Studios on PS4. Tell me uh, tell me what you learned, Ryan. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, it's uh, It's very cool. We talk with the creative director. Uh, and you know we can talk more about it later on in the show. But uh, this is a procedurally generated horror game. So it's different every time you play. It's sort of like a horror detective game too, right? I, I don't know if dete- I mean, it could be. Okay. I didn't. I don't believe that the director used the word detective. You're, it, okay. you're detecting ghosts and spirits. <laughs> you're detecting the... It's one of those ghost
1: hunter things where you like almost see something out of the corner of the camera yes. lens, but they always turn around half a second half too, late. Half a too
5: late. So we also had a nice uh, PR event in our office this week and we played some cool stuff there.
1: So yeah,
0: we, can we talk can't, about, can't get into all of that. There's some a, of it though. Yeah, some of it. But we, we played Resogun! Rezo Gun's so good, dude. Oh, you dudes. it's so much fun. So good. Rezo Gun. Rezo it. God. And uh, I got
1: my hands on The Witness, which is incredible. Nick, you'll you you, you, you played this too. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. You'll file
0: your full report a little later in the yeah. show. And I want to get—I just want to lunge into this thing. We're, we're on a schedule, and we know you guys are too. So let's get to those new releases. they are well. like walking their dogs. They're like, what's schedule? <laughs> 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 well, you know, I'm sure there's a t- television program you might like to watch later, <laughs> and you'd like to be there. Uh, anyway, new releases for North America. This is for PlayStation Store and uh, retail releases as well. And just a friendly reminder that content and details may and possibly will change without any sort of notice whatsoever. Definitely will. Definitely S- will. Something on this list will not come out next week. <laughs> uh, first one is, I think, no surprise if you've... Um, been a fan of the Caped Crusader. That's just cheesy. That's uh, a super yeah, cheesy okay, way to whatever. enjoy that. I did that on purpose. <laughs> the, the Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, he's on PS3 uh, with a bunch of bonus content, actually. This is Batman Arkham Origins. That's going to be a digital release as well as Blu ray for PS3. And sort of a tandem release there. Vita's getting Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate, which is kind of a Metroidvania exploration based ca- uh, side scrolling thingamajig. Yeah. Looks, looks like a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scratches where I itch. Actually, here's some. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know where you're <laughs> at. Oh, God. I'm hearing... quiet Yeah, yeah Nick, quiet. Is, uh, Nick is touching my, my stem here. <laughs> 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 Batman <in> Arkham Origins <laughs> is interesting because oh, well, it's not being developed by uh, Rocksteady. Rock this is fr- coming from Warner Brothers Montreal. Yeah. And. But
1: they're building on the uh, very successful Arkham they series. They are.
0: And I, I've been seeing a lot of good stuff out of this one. This doesn't look like it's playing second fiddle. It's got this whole league of assassins that, that are out to kill you. It's like a younger Batman, a scrappier Batman. I, I well, and tell- it's got
1: Troy Baker doing his a, Joker and and voice, which is frankly incredible. Yeah,
0: he does a good Mark Hamill pa- impression. Part of me thinks – I mean,
5: this sort of snuck up on me. Part of me thinks that like, I wasn't going to play it uh, just because there's a lot to play right now, and I'm being very picky with my time. But I actually did play and finish the last two Batman games. I like, played them a lot. and liked them a lot.
1: They're, They're for, so good. Sid never finished Dark for City,
0: No, and I'm, I'm sort of savoring it, you know, like that last little uh, okay, bit. Okay,
1: well, savoring time is over. The next <laughs> game is about to to come out so <laughs> it's time for you to finish it <laughs>
0: no, yeah you have like no, five days to save her. no I'm like a, I'm like a year late on all those games because right. I don't like to rush them I mean why would I just fly through I get no pleasure in just well play. it's been a year so you get no pleasure in flying it's fine. through we'll games we'll I sa- get no pleasure in flying we'll through we'll save games. the Sid from, tripping from for the, later from, <laughs>
2: <laughs> didn't you like play last of in like a single two sittings or something yeah. because it was awesome <laughs> and Arkham City isn't Arkham City is I, awesome we, we've,
5: we've got Sid back into a corner let's let him escape with some dignity and tact I withdraw well between his legs
0: uh uh, yeah, so another one coming to uh, PS3, yeah. and this is one I heartily recommend if you haven't played it yet, Deus Ex Revolution, or yeah, Human Revolution. Revolution, Director's Cut, this will be on digital and retail, <laughs> now this is the one that's got, uh, this was a great game when it came out a couple years ago on PS3, um, and this is of course sort of an honored, well, the first game was a, an honored game in, uh, in it came out last year too, right? I think it was two years ago. I think think it was two years ago. Dishonored was last year. It was a year prior. I remember my roommate, before I moved out here, playing that game on his computer. And it's a great game. Deus Ex Humor Revolution. Very great game. Your game of the year uh yeah probably was i think it was it was uh very faithful. we have recorded evidence <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's a it's it's very faithful to the original game which is is highly worshipped my arguably it's definitely in my top three games of all time so the original dance so what's X. in this director's cut so this is the one that there's a lot of complaints about how they handle boss fights oh, right. and so they've revamped the boss battles ent- entirely oh did they yeah totally huh. different boss well, battles. that already happened in like a now nope. is this the first time that's happening? This is the first oh, time really? that's happening, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. its And it's got a bunch of other, like, all the bonus DLC and extra add-ons and functionality and things like that. So I think it's only 30 bucks on PS3. Wow. Uh, it's on Blu-ray and digital. So mm-hmm. if you have not played Deus Ex Human Revolution, there's never been a better time. <laughs> Om nom nom. And here's another one, too. This is up, up right up the same sort of... Uh, line here is uh enslaved odyssey of the west premium edition oh Play- i missed that one coming to playstation store check it out Nick. Uh, nick
5: you're a big fan i'm a big fan i've i've extolled the virtues of enslaved on many a blog cast. you're
0: enslaved by I'm the enslaved. magic that ninja theory um, i won't spoil <laughs> i won't i won't entirely
5: spoil my top 10 of the generation list for a future episode but that may be on it um i'm still sort of debating i love enslaved um, I just, I mean, it's you know by um, Ninja Theory, Ninja Theory, who did Heavenly Sword. Oh yeah, and DMC. Heavenly like Sword. To do DMC, which I,
0: I thoroughly enjoyed.
5: Yeah, so this was their game in between those, and so you know they have, of course, beautiful cutscenes, but great characters, and they're. And so they know circus. they know how to inject some heart uh, into their their storytelling. Yeah, and Andy, um, Andy Circus plays and this is a character. really cool, unique world, sort of like post-apocalyptic, mixed with robots, and it gets the plot gets pretty interesting, mixed with um, Chinese mythology. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, just a great game, top to bottom. Uh, I think this also includes the. Um, forgetting some of the names of the characters, but there's a big DLC pack based on one character. Pig or something? Yeah, uh, but some Pigsies. I think Pigsies something. Pig. something. It's Also, that the game has some nice taste of Beyond Good and Evil, which is one of the best games ever. So, um, yeah, Enslaved is amazing if you missed it. I'm super happy to see this, this come through. So. Yeah,
0: so this will be on PlayStation Store. You'll be able to get that next week in North America. Uh, another one here. This one is a little bit confused because I think that uh, it's sort of overlapping release dates here, but... PS3 and Vita are getting Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Mm-hmm. Digital and retail will should be available fully by Tuesday on PlayStation Store and in Game Stores. I think um, some of the retail stuff, or maybe it was... I think the it,
2: was the, it was the demo came out okay. last week. Got I it. think I confirmed that, and uh, yeah, this okay. is the full game. Now it's here, and,
0: and, and you can go pick it up. Uh, PS3 is also getting a digital game, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Storm 3 Full Burst. I thought it was Ultimate Ninja Storm. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh,
2: it might be. Ryan, tell us about this. Mm. There's no way you don't know about this game. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know about this specific one, but if it's done by CyberConnect2, which they usually have handled the Naruto Shippuden games in the past. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's really... They really... I mean, you can't find bigger Naruto fans than this studio. So if this is indeed from the same studio that they've you know, traditionally handled them, they really are passionate about the subject, looks beautiful, controls yeah, these, really well. It, like l- it looks like you're playing an episode of the anime. Yeah, They're the these games in the past have been kind of like casual fighting games, really enjoyable, but also a little easier to get into. So. Yeah, and uh, fun
0: fact, uh, Naruto yes. is, 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 it, is it actually a... a fish dumpling of sorts what? in japan did you know this no. it's those little it's I've, I've, those little pink yeah. white and pink pink yeah. swirly things you get in your ramen that's what that's what naruto is like a fish cake yeah really? yeah yeah i'm impressed with you both at it, if you, if your you knowledge his, and your
5: pronunciation said
0: if you look at his headband or something there's it's, it's an element of his character that actually represents that. well
1: his headband has his
0: villages yeah i, think it, on I it. think it
2: might be in his cheeks or something i don't know there's it's there it's
0: represented somewhere i somewhere. forget where yeah
2: so, so you can tell I haven't seen Naruto in a long time. Yeah. I know you're into that stuff. I well,
5: love that. There's anime. no way Sid's
0: ever seen it, which is doubly impressive. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a couple of uh, retail releases here for you on PS3. These are both from 2K Games, 2K Power Pack Collection. Combines Darkness 2, the Darkness 2, I should say, mm-hmm. Bioshock 2, and Mafia 2. And a lot of twos. A lot of two, 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 two. It's too if you're much. A Mike Patton fan.
5: <laughs> he plays The Darkness. Oh, right. He does.
0: Plays the darkness. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Also, it was Nick Sutton. It was was late. (laughs) Uh, Another one here from 2K called the 2K Essentials Collection. This is Bioshock, Borderlands, and XCOM. Enemy. Unknown. unknown, which Enemy something darned essential, I would that's say. That's uh, of, the year of last bundle, year. yeah. Oh, boy, that's a good game.
2: So good. I those can't are, wait for Enemy Within. Those are both oh, good boy. bundles. Oh, my. Mm. Which so, I believe we're going to be having some XCOM content coming soon.
0: Farm Fresh content <laughs> yeah. on the way. PS3 is getting Rocksmith 2014. That's digital and retail. You'll find that on PlayStation Store. Rocksmith
5: and is, gets a lot of love. We got the letter a few years ago. Year year um,
0: Rocksmith is well regarded. Yes, yeah, very um, very well regarded. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. this is the one where you actually play the guitar. Right it's not just a plastic a toy. guitar. Yeah, yeah, a real guitar. Um, PS3 is getting on PSN. This is a, this is one that caught my eye big time. This is it has every every you adjective You tweeted about it, but I don't know nothing about this game. Every adjective that was named in sort of the headline. It was like <laughs> that's all right at my eye. Oh yes. Mag- Magrunner. Magrunner yeah. Dark Pulse. So this is um, Essentially, it's it's reminiscent in certain ways of a, of a portal type of experience where it's sort of a... First it has
1: that visual element yeah. when you watch the trailer. First-person
0: puzzler using uh, ma- kind of magnetic you, physics kind of puzzles. Yeah, you have
1: like a, a magnet glove that uh, you, you use to positively or negatively charged blocks, or I guess they change to different colors and uh, similarly colored blocks attract each other and differently colored blocks repel each other. So you use that to solve puzzles, but it's set in like the distant future. It's a cyberpunk, but it's based on uh, the works of HP Lovecraft, uh, so, wow. like, Cthulhu ends up being there at some point, and he's trying to reclaim the Earth, and you need to and stop it's kind
0: of dark and kind of scary-looking. And, and it's rated M for mature for, like, oh. blood and gore and violence and all that. So See, that's uh, how you get me to play Portal, is you, you throw some Cthulhu and blood in there, and now I'm down. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm going to play that. Uh, PS3 is getting Alien Rage on PlayStation Store. This is uh, an FPS. Uh, PS3 is getting Beer Pong. On PlayStation Store. Tell oh me boy. about this one. Tell me about this it's one. It's got moves apart and it's only five bucks. Mm. So there you go. It's cheaper than a six pack. <laughs> there you <we> go. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play a lot of beer pong back in uh, college. I was pretty good at it.
1: Um, you can play virtual beer pong. Beer pong. Play yeah. this game and if you miss, just take a drink. So, so Have I mean, a beer does it sitting integrate, next to you? Does it
0: integrate the drinking element into the actual like, framework of drink? Yeah. I mean, like, the little character drinks, but does it tell you to, like, get your beer ready or something? Uh, I don't know. It's been a while since i played it. You can play one-player beer pong. It's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm just sort of curious, like, what sparked this? I mean, you guys have – you know these guys, right? Uh, I I don't
5: know them. I've played the game before. Um, i played it with Move, and it works pretty well. I mean, I've never played real beer pong since I don't drink, but – you know, it's like, right, you like bounce it off the table and you know, the other cup's in, right? Yeah. So you can aim pretty accurately with it. Mm. You can also play with Dual Shock, too. I'm just happy for more move games. Uh, actually, at IndieCade a couple weeks ago, there were some really awesome uh, experimental move games. I saw some of those, like the Jungle one or so whatever. That's, that's actually from Doug Wilson, who's doing yeah. Sports Friends, right? You want know, Sebastian Jobs That game was called Edgar Rice Soiree. <laughs> and it was this amazing thing where there's all these hanging moves in a tent and you're sort of swinging between them like Tarzan style, what? like having to hold on to the same paired color until it starts to disappear and then you have to like find the same color again. What? So it's, and you play with like, people it's crazy but it's a beautiful installation game uh if anyone in the la area ever gets a chance to go to indicate like the night games during IndieCade are like the coolest thing in gaming all year anywhere uh it's always just this amazing installation pieces that you can only ever play there these one wow. things yeah it's great uh, uh unless you last year sorry just one cool uh, anecdote from last year's night games one of the coolest like gaming related moments of my life was this live performance. It was uh, they were playing samurai gun on this giant projector like oh, a story sweet. tall and disaster piece, who does the Fez soundtrack, was playing a live set in front of it what? while people were playing Samurai Gun. It was just this like
0: awesome combination of beautiful oh, things. It was so great. Um yeah. I'm jealous. Yep. You should be uh coming to, <laughs> coming to PS3 next week as well is Ethan Meteor Hunter. That's on PlayStation Store. This is kind of a uh It's kind of a puzzle platformer. Use a marketing copy. I think you should read it. Yeah, I'm (laughs) going (laughs) to... No, it's kind of a puzzle platformer. It's got uh, this telekinesia. Is that a... What? Telekinesia? Telekinesis, I guess I'm going to call it. It can Uh, be. You can pause time, move objects around in order to solve these puzzles. So look forward to that. That's on PS3. Telekinesia.
1: I think somebody's finger just slipped and hit A instead of S.
5: (laughs) Might be.
0: Telekinesis. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) I don't know. What can I, it was oh, I like it, telekinesia, it was though. telekinesia, though. Telekinesia
5: uh, is like – telekinesis means amnesia, so you forget <laughs> that you have mental powers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> PS3 uh, coming to digital as well next week is Ruse. That's R.U.S.E. This is the uh, strategy title Ruse. that actually came out way back early in the generation. I haven't thought about this 2010, game. 2010, I think, Oh, it? I think even earlier than that. I thought it was – I think I even like to, 2009, I believe it was voice support, I want to say something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many facts can we remember? <laughs> it's a game. <laughs> yeah, I remember this one. This was uh it was kind of a it was, U- uh, Ubisoft. was it was Tom, Tom Clancy uh, no end war you're thinking end war yeah. oh you're right that's what had more support Ruse was, had a lot of really slick videos it was it was essentially a uh, no you know what you're right it was 2010 I think it was okay. 2010 because I was working it was recently. all a Ruse all a Ruse yeah the <laughs> whole thing's is a Ruse anyway it's been available at retail for some time but it's on digital now uh, finally we can finally add that to our digital collection and one more SpongeBob SquarePants coming to PS3. And oh, finally. and the form of Plankton's Robotic Revenge. I, that'll be digital and retail hey, on PS3. Don't
5: you be sarcastic because I don't know about this game, cause I haven't played it, but the PS2 ones were pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. They were good. They were okay. good. They were yeah. good. And
0: Spongebob is an icon. Let's let's just be frank about that. I actually
5: Uh, saw the Spongebob movie in theaters.
0: Did you? And it was actually really funny. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So what are you doing? What are you knocking
5: Also on PlayStation Mobile uh, next week is Monster Hotel, Mm. which I'm told is in the uh, diner dash men's room mayhem uh, genre. I would like to stay in a monster hotel. I wonder what the name of the genre is, like serving, (laughs) serving genre, routing. (laughs) How about a routing genre?
0: could be. Touch routing. A (laughs) route-like? Route-like. (laughs) Route-like. I like that. That's cute. Uh, Why don't we uh, take a little bit of show feedback here? You can always email us at blogcast at playstation.sony.com. Ryan, why don't you uh, kick it off here from this letter from Dimitri? You can't. uh, You're breaking the rules. If it it mentions Ryan, you
5: can't read it. Go on. Oh. Well, no, yeah, someone else read it then. I'll read it the next Justin, one. Justin, you read it. Uh,
1: sure, give me a sheet. There you go. <laughs> so this is from We're Dimitri. <laughs> hi, hi, Dimitri. Thanks for writing to us. He says, uh, hey, guys. First, I want to say that Ryan Clements is a perfect fit at the PlayStation uh-huh. broadcast. He's blushing. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> agree more. A much better fit than he was at Beyond, and oh. that's saying a lot, and I'm not even a JRPG <laughs> guy. <laughs> On to my request. I've seen Gravity, but I haven't played Beyond Two Souls yet, but I plan to. When you record your spoiler cast, can you please separate the two so I can listen to your thoughts on Gravity without ruining my Beyond Two Souls experience? Thanks.
5: Yeah, that was probably a bad idea that I suggested to both. But we are <laughs> going to do the I mean, I think at least uh by next week I will have finished Beyond and we can do that spoiler cast. Um and then we do gravity at some point. Ryan still needs to see it, right?
3: Yes,
1: I
5: do. Okay.
0: I don't know about a spoiler cast a on discussion that. of it. Yeah, but I mean, it's...
1: how how much uh,
5: how much can we really spoil it for gravity? Spoil-
0: well, I, spoil it would be fun gravity. to have a
5: conversation about it that you know involves talking about things people wouldn't want to hear yet.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. Ryan, why don't you hear uh, take on Bill Deans here? Bill Dean sent us an email. Sure, Bill. Yeah, this is a long one. one. It is, but it's a it's a great one. And okay. You've got a
2: sultry tone, and I <laughs> think it'll <laughs> very sultry. Ooh. This is from Bill. Hello, and thanks for the great podcast, Sid. I was excited to hear that you wanted brother. You started Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. I was actually a little skeptical that you would get around to it, given how long it took you to get to Journey. I thought it. I bought it on PSN on the recommendation of Nick Sutner and Brad Shoemaker of Giant Bomb. Hello, I like Brad.
0: Brad's a good dude. I like Brad.
2: Mm. I don't like Nick, but I like Brad. <laughs> <laughs> That was not Bill Dean. That was you saying that. Uh, Bill Dean's continues. While the control experience is novel, challenging, and fun in its own right, there is a moment late in the game where the control scheme transcended those things and became to me a revelation about what is possible in video game storytelling that isn't possible in movies, books, or any other non-interactive medium. I don't want to spoil anything, but events leading up to this moment should have should have created an emotional response but the gamer in me was prepared and I felt at most the meta feeling quote, okay, this is supposed to make me feel happy, angry, sad, got it, end quote but that moment was (laughs) judo-like? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It was judo-like in its ability to use my gamer's own weight against me. The brilliant use of the control scheme sidestepped my defenses and I was overwhelmed and awed by what this game achieved in me. Since finishing the game, I have thought often to myself, quote, I wish Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert could have played this game. End mm. quote. He was always skeptical that video games could ever tell a story as successfully as a movie, but here in my opinion is a game that does what no movie can. I look forward to Sid's opinion on it, and would love to hear about other games that have connected with Blogcasters in unusual and deep ways. So, huh. Blogcasters—well, not us, but our listeners too—you uh, guys should email
5: us as well. Um, if
0: you've played for, Brothers, let us know. What well, you think. I was going to say Sid, other games have connected games. with you. Sid, in did you
1: finish Brothers? Not ways. yet. No, me either. I'm—I think I'm probably halfway through. We so should. Uh, this letter
0: stimulated me into going back and wanting to play it. Again, yeah, we so. should
1: finish it and talk about it next week. Okay.
0: So, yeah, I mean,
5: it's—it's it's interesting through the, the Ebert comment as well. I mean, that was one thing that always bummed me out uh, as much as I loved Ebert, um, is that he never played the games, right? He just dismissed well, it. Whereas games are defined by their interaction; that's what makes it a game. The thing um, with Ebert, I, I'm a huge fan. I well, used to, I read
0: Ebert well, stuff. Hold on, let me finish that. Okay, okay. So,
5: right, that was like him dismissing like movies, sitting in a room and not watching them and only hearing them, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, exactly. It's integral part of the experience to play you know. them, and that's something Brothers does amazingly well. Is that it does something that could only be achieved through a game, uh, right. like Bill is saying, and that's really what makes it special, and in a way that I haven't seen done before, and sort of makes you. You know, as, as far as games have progressed, really makes you realize the potential for even more progression and more uh, experiences defined by their interaction in a way that only games can tell.
0: Yeah, I love Roger Ebert and respect his opinion on movies hugely. I mean, he's not always right, and that's not what it's about anyway, but his opinions on games, I never got worked up by it. I was just went, ah, it's like grandpa talking about, you know, <laughs> Seinfeld. I mean, it's just, it, 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 he's a great, smart guy, but it was just, he's part of a very different generation. I wouldn't expect him to but understand that. That's games. the
5: only. Element that frustrated me whenever that came up was that well you gotta
0: you gotta play games well, it's like an, you have
5: to watch movies games the, are defined by playing
0: there's them. There's a little bit of an arrogance there that he felt that he was even in a position to sound off, and I think that was the mistake that he made, and then he maybe backed maybe. himself in a corner, and it's like it just bummed me out of someone I respect so much. Yeah, I mean nobody's perfect though. It's it's very human. And I, Opinions, I, it, how do they work? One of the thing one of the things I used to say about Roger Ebert every time this this game thing would start up with him, where he would knock games in some way, I'd say, look, he's earned the right to be wrong. Like he's he's dead wrong, we know it, and 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 I respect him enormously it didn't impact that at all he's but he's earned the right to be wrong and he he was very wrong and actually not long before he died he sort of made peace with that whole issue i don't know if you saw that yeah to some extent he sort of said look you know i'm willing to accept that maybe i just don't know what i'm talking about it's like that's the first thing you should have said uh anyway thank you bill and dimitri great letters let's talk about what we are playing and or thinking about according to my schedule here um I played Flower on PS4. It's great. It is great. You were, like, tweeting
5: about how it was so much better, and I was like, eh, I can't really. But then I played it, and I was like, oh, actually, it is notably better. 60 Even,
0: frames, yeah, 1080p. So
5: visually, just the sort of, like, lushness of the grass, and to use some citizens, and uh, you know, their, this delicious landscape. <laughs> um, <no, laughs> it it, Succulent blossoms. It really does look stunning sort of all over again. Uh, and the, it actually feels really different, too. It's way more
0: precise. It's um, an all-new game. It's all but a new game in a lot of ways. Like, the same general premise is there, and it's... It's just the way you can you interact and how responsive the motion sensor inside of DualShock Four is. It just completely transforms the experience. I, you know, to be frank about it, as much as I loved Flower on PS3, you know, it I, I felt myself fighting the controls a little bit from time to time. Well, I think the difference is here in, in flower, most of the times you, you
5: I think the, the sort of quote, right way to play flower isn't to sort of stop and make granular movements, it's to sort no. of sweep past everything and take a couple passes at the flowers to collect the petals and such. Um, but there are some levels like the sort of scarier level that's trying to hurt you, right? And there's actually a trophy associated with like not touching anything in the level. Which I got. Did you? Okay. So <laughs> things like that though, that's what's really going to be improved with the yep. controls because you do get much finer control uh, and it's fun to sort of like just twirl through the air with more precision and not as much sort of like
1: general yeah, you could almost Ingestion. do, like,
0: corkscrews and stuff. Yeah. It's really fun. I mean, like, it just and, makes it so much more tactile.
1: 10, 1080p, 60 frames a second. It Ugh. makes such a huge it looks, difference. It looks just absolutely stunningly gorgeous. It yeah. looks so it's, it's good. it's unbelievable. I mean, we we were at this event where we saw a few PS4 games, and Flower, which is, you know, a a, a newer version of a game that came out years ago, like five even, years it was ago, was one,
0: one of the better-looking games yeah. there. Yep. They really did. Uh, Blue Point Software did the translation of that, and they're they're the best. they that's the that's the top dog in that sort of port scene. Like they did Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, they did Shadow of the Colossus HD, they God did of War. God of War. I mean, they mm. are that's the go to group. If you want the best, you go to Blue Point. They did a Vita version of PlayStation All Stars as well, which was killer. So they know their stuff, and, and yeah, we've also announced the the Try Buy, if you will. Uh, between, <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> that on nice. the spot. Yeah,
5: <laughs> between uh, you know Vita, PS3, if you uh, own it on well, if you own on PS3. Right now you'll get it. You'll get Flower free on on Vita and PS4. Yeah, uh, that's just kind of
0: crazy, actually. And which it was a bunch cool. of other games too that support that. I think it was Escape yep. Plan, Escape uh, Plant, Sound, uh, Shapes, uh, Sound Shapes, yep. which
1: is
5: and great, and Flow. That's right. Yeah. So uh, if you already, I'm already really done. excited to play Flow on PS4 based on what I've seen of Flower. I haven't seen yeah. it, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I actually never played Flow I missed oh, that one Flow's great Flow's really? an is.
1: interesting game I don't think there ever Ended up being like An object to it right I remember just
5: no, kind of Playing with it for a while uh, It is even more Sort of open ended uh, may,
2: may I provide a personal Anecdote real please? quick Flow my review, I'm putting review in air quotes, my review of Flow was written as a job application for IGN. My review of Flow was written
5: as a job application for one Are you serious? Oh, wow. yes? <laughs> well, we're
2: best friends. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so I always i always have fond memories of that game because I think of like back to, you know, me being like, what game yeah. can I review? So our our
5: Flow reviews probably helped us end up at PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I wonder
2: if you guys gave it the same uh, same
5: rating. I forgot. Uh, what well, <laughs> mine, mine was like for my own blog at the time, uh, so uh.
0: no scores. Anywhere I'm reviewing things, no scores.
5: Well,
0: there's an argument that uh, you're afraid to put your foot down and really uh, put your. your well, we, can ha- we can have the score argument one day, put but your, not, not today. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs>
2: but today is not that uh, day. I've put <laughs>
5: scores on many a thing,
0: but I was never happy. For about the record, it. flows an 11 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> I've actually never played it. <laughs> uh, know, know. Now, now's my chance. I can play it in lush HD graphics on um, PS4. So I'm going to bring up The
5: Witness, uh, which was here yesterday, or a couple days ago when you're hearing this, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm a bunch of press came through, and that was the first hands-on for the for ps4 ever for the witness which is, and and here's another
0: cool. here's another stunner here's another knockout visually like whoa oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh my goodness yeah we
1: we saw the trailer at uh was it a 220? Yeah, yeah. 220 yeah they, they, they showed that first trailer and it looked gorgeous but once you once you get your hands on the controller and you just start moving around in that world and being able to to explore and really get a closer look at things and i, I guess maybe he's probably gone through and added more detail and all that. It, it just it looks beautiful such a such a brilliant art style the the, the art direction in this game is just i mean uh, to me
5: it's spot on I, I think art direction combined with like technical prowess for me it's yeah. by far far and away the best looking thing i've seen in next gen just yeah it, i just mean seen the emphasis that i put on art personally to be brutally um,
0: honest i mean it's hard to argue with that i i would seen it it looked dazzling at 220 i mean it's been kind of cloaked in mystery to some extent like jonathan blow so, definitely keeps his cards close to his chest i wouldn't have so, it any other way so you played some
5: justin let me hear it from you because that was your first time like really sort of like no you know getting into the gameplay. So a lot of people have seen the trailer and they're like, oh it's puzzles on an island, but what does that actually mean?
1: Uh well, how do I explain this?
5: <laughs> so uh so you you just kinda get dropped onto this island
1: and Ryan's dropping things over <laughs> my wedding ring no less. <laughs> I cannot drop that. <laughs> so uh so so you're on this island and uh, you, uh, you you have no direction. You're just there, and you start walking around, and you come across, you know, this panel that has a, a little. It's almost like uh, I was telling Nick. It reminds me of the uh, the puzzle books I used to get when I was younger, full of brain teasers and whatnot. And uh, it starts out with something simple enough. You draw a line to complete to to get from point A to point B, basically. But as you do more and more of these puzzles and unlock uh, doors and unlock you know uh, uh, puzzles that might be sort of daisy chained to the ones you solved, uh, as you get further along, they get more complex and they start introducing more rules. But the game never actually tells you what these rules are. Uh, it does it through uh, context clues and uh, uh, just it does it in a really gradual, really smart, really friendly way without. Directly telling you what to do. It's really uh, really brilliant the way that uh, Jonathan Blow has built this and uh, put these puzzles together and kind of uh, implemented a progression system in what is ultimately a fully open world. Experience. Yeah, that's what's interesting to
0: me about. It. You're on this island, you can kind of just be like, eh, this is too hard. I don't want to do this and walk somewhere else and do and, something and else. And there were instances
1: where I would come across a puzzle, and Nick pointed one of these out to me. There's one early on where it's just this really ridiculous, complex looking puzzle. And you look at it for a second and say, no, I'm, I, I have no idea and what to do. if
5: you sat there long enough, maybe you could figure it out. Yeah. But chances are you're like, yeah. all right. But I'm gonna, later, yeah. later,
1: so what I did is I stepped away from it. I, I couldn't figure it out. So I stepped away and I did some other stuff. And maybe half an hour later, I had done some other puzzles that uh, uh, had uh, elements of this bigger puzzle. Uh, uh, kind of split off into different sections. So at that point, I was able to go back and figure this out based on some of the other stuff I. And had you're,
5: done. you're learning essentially this vocabulary of uh, yeah. this puzzle language uh, to apply to all different puzzles you find around. So again, yeah. some things maybe you can solve the first time. Maybe you're like, oh, I can come back armed with new information later. Uh, and then I sort of gave you a tease of sort of how the environment can. Uh, yeah. Start well, yeah. Some puzzles, some where, some where of these really puzzles
1: are really really clever. There was a I played for maybe what like four. 45 minutes or so and uh probably two or three times my jaw actually dropped and once i figured out a puzzle and i said oh that's amazing there there are some some uh, puzzles that really uh, just are, are brilliantly crafted, and I can't overstate how gorgeous this game is. The it, game it is, looks is,
0: really is, is a, it's a freaking looker. I mean, it looks <laughs> a freak well filthy looker. <laughs> it looks great. So, so that's the witness pull quote: a
1: freaking one, looker. <laughs> so, one criticism a lot of games get is that they don't use enough colors. You cannot say that about no. this game. It uses
0: just about every color uh, every in the color. spectrum. Jonathan Blow, I saw him with one of those giant sixty-four like box of crayons, and he was just double checking <laughs> every one of them got used in the witness. Well, it's you'll a- be standing in
1: like a, a place that looks like it looks like it's autumn. You'll be standing amongst all these all these like uh, golden trees with leaves falling and everything, and then you look across this river, and everything is totally green and like lush and beautiful with uh, pink. You know, uh, looks like and, cherry blossom and trees. Pretty much
5: anywhere you are, you could walk for you know thirty seconds and be in an area that's totally visually distinct a whole new set of challenges, and you have a, several of those choices at any given time, and that was his, his whole thing, is building this incredibly dense game, which, as he said yesterday, is a 25 to 40 hour game. Wow, and it's like, tripled is, in size or right. something since he's so begun working. So this is an working. incredibly, like, dense, meaty game that's packed in a pretty small space. No, which so. is interesting,
0: though, because when I talked to him, I think it was at E3, he was saying that he had actually cut the game down enormously, so I guess it's expanded and ballooned again, so interesting. This guy is like, one of the greats uh, yeah. from an indie perspective, and
2: I'm looking forward to playing it. I mean, you, just you don't, any, you don't need that caveat. Yeah, I, 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 I regretted it as soon as he <laughs> said it, um, and I got to regale him with a personal anecdote oh, while did we you? were there at the, about yeah. when you reviewed Braid. <laughs> yeah, about when I personally reviewed Braid on because uh, after it came to PSN a little while. Uh, when did it come to PSN? What year so about was like that? Nine, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. 2009. Um, so yeah, I reviewed it and I told him about my experience with that and it was having so a cram your playtime into like. Yeah, because I w- I was on a, a fierce deadline <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was intense. And then again I also reviewed back at one up. Mm.
5: Yeah. Well, We're you're basically the same person. Your soulmates, You're soulmates, yeah. you're soulmates yeah. it's true.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I played
0: Rezogun, And now ah, this is one yes. now this is made by House Mark, right? And uh, not House Marquee. I wanna point this out. This is a mistake <laughs> or that House many House Marquee. Of, or yeah, no, it's House Mark. Yep. Um, and this is one of my favorite developers, and, and was they really snared me with Super Stardust HD. That was an early PS3 launch title on PSN. You got to play that. You got to play that. That's so good. Then they come out with Dead Nation. I'm like, what can't these guys do? And <laughs> Dead Nation is one of my favorite games of all time. And now here comes Outland. Gun, and Outland's great. I never really got the whole way through it, but I respect it enormously. And Stardust Delta. Yeah, which Vita. is great, which is really well done. But this is a whole new level for these guys. And, I mean, we're talking... I'll tell you something. What I was hearing, you know, we were there with some of the members of the press, and a lot of them were like, I think I'm most excited to play Resogun. It's crazy. (laughs) I mean – it's um, it's coming out free on Plus, so that's a, that's a fun little perk there. You can buy it separately, of course, but it's it's very it's I think the core DNA stems from Defender, the old classic uh, Williams side-scrolling sort of shooter. Mm-hmm. But they take in just a totally visually spectacular place. So and 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 I gotta talk about the voxels for so. a second. I gotta talk about the voxels. I think just by bringing them up, you've talked about yeah. Them. So voxels you,
1: are so this is not the first time you've explained. I think just last week or the week before you were talking on the about show. Voxels. Yeah, yes. on the show.
5: Well,
0: one more time real quick.
1: Volumetric,
5: more time. volumetric pixel.
0: Volumetric pixel. Instead
1: uh, of polygons they're not triangles they're cubed pixels. That's right.
0: They're they're Well they're volumetric. They have volume yeah. to them. And, yeah. and actually I got a delightful little a note from Jonathan Blow who explained the benefits of voxel technology versus polygonal technology huh. which was very really fascinating to me. Mm.
5: Um, so yeah, Razzlecon's super pretty though. Oh, feels really good. It's really fast. It's and
0: great. It, yeah. And it's got a great soundtrack. At the, I mean just particles or instance just, based objects <laughs> were
2: flying. It's also
5: just a great launch game. The sort of yeah. thing that they want it's really going to show off PS4. It feels oh, yeah.
2: really good. You can play it all night. Yep. Like, y- yeah. you'll be playing that for a long time after launch. Oh yeah, a this Ryan is wrote a really
1: killer hands-on piece for it, which may or may not be live on PS Blog by the time you're listening to this. Yeah,
2: so check in. Yep, listen in. Listen, listen in. Um,
5: <laughs> I played more Beyond. I guess I'll save most of that for our, our spoiler yeah. discussion next week. But I, I'm really liking where it's going. I'm feeling more and more connected to to Jody and her relationship with Aiden. and all that stuff. Really, I think uh, becomes exponentially more interesting. It, I think it takes a little while to spin up, but with where it goes is, is really cool mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you, uh, did you finish it? I'm plowing through it. I'm uh, not not finished with Can it you yet. finish for next week as well? Uh I'll do my best. <laughs> I, I plan to finish that
5: and brothers.
0: I gotta finish Ooh. Brothers. We'll finish
5: prioritize beyond so we can do a sprawler cast. Fine, <laughs> fine.
1: Okay.
0: Um play a little Shadowfall, Killzone Shadowfall. Very pleased with that one where where that one is going, but um, we are under what is called in the industry an embargo, and I cannot talk about it just yeah. yet. Stay tuned. Next week, we've we'll already have... said too much. <gasps> uh, Aram's busting down the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> cheese it. It's the, it's the feds. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I, I want to talk about something else for you. You a second. Did you have something, I was please? To ask on, I on a little movie last weekend <laughs> called ACOD.
5: Uh, which is a terrible title, um, but oh. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I you heard might- this on the radio. Okay. okay. So I saw a commercial, a single commercial sold me on it because the stars. Uh, so it stands for Adult Children of Divorce. Um oh, okay. Based on kids who grew up with their parents divorced, cause which is like half the country, but there's not really a subject that's widely discussed. Yeah. Including myself. Yeah. I don't know about yeah, you guys. Me too. Yeah, Same.
0: Yeah. Oh, you guys all had, your parents had divorces? Yep. Mm-hmm. Your parents. Yeah, not, so. not me. Okay. Unhappily, um, everyone. Well, aren't you lucky. <laughs> Ah, there's advantages and disadvantages um, and everything. So it
5: stars Adam Scott uh, and Amy Poehler, both from Parks oh, and Recreation. Great. Uh, it's great, and it's got a other great It's an epilogue too. to Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's just a great sort of family comedy, but it doesn't get sort of ridiculous and over-the-top and silly like a lot of them do. I thought it was pretty heartfelt, actually. It's, like, funny, but also sort of, I mean, I actually did feel uh, a lot of moments that were personally relevant to me as growing up with divorced yeah. parents. So pretty interesting. And actually, it's small, sort of a small spoiler. During during the credits, they have interview footage just talking to real people about their parents being divorced. And, and you were in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. no. Uh, that's where this endorsement comes from. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I I, I would recommend it. It's opening more widely this week, so go check it this weekend if you want, like, fun comedy with great people. See, I would
0: like to see that just because even though I'm not – my parents never got divorced, um, it would just be interesting. It's an interesting topic. I remember when I I was younger thinking about what's that like when your parents get divorced? Sometimes I wish my, and, yeah, got my worse. girlfriend. Yeah, my girlfriend
5: sort of at one point like leaned but the way I was sitting was sort of weird or something, and she leaned over, she's like, Are you okay? Like she thought
2: that it was affecting me like more than it was and that I wanted to leave mm. or something. But <laughs> you're not
5: Yeah. I quite I quite enjoyed it, but it did affect
2: me. And speaking of films, if I may, I may be going to see my very first viewing of the room this weekend. Oh, that's a good one. Have you seen that? I still haven't. Oh my goodness. Would you would you guys we need to do this? I think it's like I think it's like a midnight. So here's
0: the
5: thing. There's a there's a raging debate, which we've probably talked about in the show before. Uh, and I, I forget which side you're on, Sid, of whether you should see it in the full theatrical uh, crowd experience first or watch it at home you, first yeah. to then appreciate the dialogue because everyone yells over it yeah. in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's right. you're, in he's the, right. you're in the home yeah. camp, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. Well, that's
1: how I saw Rocky Horror. I but saw it at home first, and then the I went to the See, theater. the chances
5: are I'm never going to see it at home. I'm just not. So you've never seen it? No. It's
0: going to be a weird – no, you can do that. It'll still be interesting and funny, and you'll be like – it'll amplify it in seems some ways. like
1: it'll just be distracting.
0: It is weird and distract. It'll be a very chaotic viewing for you because people get really carried away with that movie, but that is a brilliantly ridiculous movie. We're gonna go have drinks, and then we're gonna go see uh, this movie. You're, you're gonna I have think, yourself a fine night. I think we will. Home you're Saturday, gonna have a fine Saturday
2: night. Saturday night yeah, I, I you, sneak you. it. it you're, you're always more than welcome, but you, you have to come out to Oakland. I want to say it's on <laughs> net- I'm in Oakland. Oh, never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in the city last weekend. I was. I want to say it was. Uh, they show it regularly in the city. They show it all over the place. It's kind of turned into a cottage industry. This road or room. The road. Uh, the, road. the road The Road Very <laughs> different movie <laughs> Someone sits down Like ready to laugh
2: <laughs> uh, oh, Who's ready to laugh? <laughs> uh, Devastating
5: Last thing about movies um, Yesterday I randomly Recommended to uh, Someone it's Streaming on Netflix The Lost Skeleton Of Cadavera. Um, which is okay. one of my, which well, is one of my, uplifting. one of my favorite comedies uh, <laughs> on, on Netflix. It's a it's a must. I just it's 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 so good almost that I sort of just I, I don't know. I, I so good I sometimes forget to bring
2: it up, but it's it's a must. So, okay, yeah. the if, lost if, if lo- skeleton of cadaver Yep, if you're looking for something it, to watch it, this weekend, it's like a legit a good comedy. It's a, oh yeah, it's
5: a, a legitimately an amazing comedy. I don't okay. want to say what it is. Isn't that but, a spell in Harry Potter? cadaver.
2: Okay. Uh, that's uh, that's <laughs> a don't say it though. Don't. Oh god. That's true. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, and Ryan just went Walking flying You're not supposed to this. save Voldemort. is what you're not supposed to say. Yeah, yeah, well, no, no, because you can't use those spells because they're unforgivable. Uh, like they're yeah. the three. Okay. Moving. Oh on. my well. god.
0: <laughs> uh, I want to little nerds. N- I don't think any of the three of you know what I'm about to say or what I'm. I rarely know what you're talking about. That was a bad way. Says so leaving yeah. the show. Uh, and, and, and this is the end. Uh, now, over the weekend, I was when I should have been working on various PS4 initiatives, I woke up in bed. I don't know if you guys have ever had this happen, but I woke up in bed. I got this sudden, like, weird craving to play this game that's, like, 25 years old. What, what, what was happening was I was thinking about PS4, and I was thinking, like, it's so crazy, you know. That I've worked in games now for a long time, um, and I was like, PS4. I mean, this is this is a huge moment, and I was sort of like, how did I find myself on this path that I'm like now working on PS4 and working at PlayStation? You're Staring at your navel and regaling I was yourself. Just plucking out every tendril of uh, fuzz oh, that geez. was in there. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that's not dirty. I thought you were gonna say it's like. What you guys don't a- know is Sid just unbuttoned his shirt. I thought you were gonna sorry. say
1: plucking
5: out like residual uh, your cord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Well,
2: that's no, vile. these are terrible. Oh. No, that's outrageous. Can we
0: edit this out? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I was I was navel gazing as they call it, but I was thinking about what would if I had to say one game that set me on the path to to making me obsessed with with video games and really that just captured my imagination. I'm sure you know lots of people would be like Mario or Zelda or you know uh, Asteroids. You're way cooler, so watch your stupid game. So, (laughs) so I was thinking about it, and I was around uh, probably seven or eight years old, and my first. A lot of my first gaming experiences were on Apple IIGS. I was a very big, hardcore Apple fan as a kid. And uh, back then when computers cost as much as cars and things like that. Oh, Apple, geez. They really were. They are insanely expensive. Uh, my, my parents, the first computer I ever owned was an Apple IIGS. My parents I, were filthy rich. I, were they? Nah, no, your parents. Were they? You just said it was expensive. Well, it was great I mean, they must have <laughs> spent a pretty penny on it, uh-huh. let's put it that way. Um, and the game, I think, that put me on the path to, to just being obsessed with games and and really respecting games and seeing that they could be so much more was this game called That Nobody Will Know. I mean, maybe one guy in the audience is
2: going her- I'm, to understand I'm ready, this. I'm ready for it. Yeah. It's on the outline. Number I munchers. it. But
0: it's called... Number Munchers was awesome. That's the <laughs> one. That's the one that really set me on my path. No, Number Munchers was great, though. Word Munchers was my preference. Uh, <laughs> I could kill myself before you get to the end. So... <laughs> It's an old Sierra adventure game, and I respected a lot of those okay, games. Okay, what's, what's the name of what? the game? Sid is a master of just <laughs> drawing out these conversations. I, I'm, I'm building tension. They, Don't worry, I'm cutting out all of this, <laughs> though. It's, it's uh, The name of the game is Manhunter New York. And this was a game by. And Sorry, I got, Kurt Russell. No, no, it's a very, it's a very, very innovative <laughs> game. Actually, it was. It, you know, so you've played your King's Quest and you've played these before, right? The yeah. old ones, Space Quest. Have you guys played these at all? No, Mm-mm. no. Okay, that's not, a shame. Not
2: the two you just mentioned.
0: Okay, Space Quest, King's Quest. Um, old adventure games like Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah, in, you, in that vein, where you walk around and type stuff in, right? So, Manhunter was a little different, but it was super gory. It was it's very not, adult. It's not based on the Manhunter film. Right? Not at all. Has no relation. Which is a great film, by the way. It is Michael Beaton. Yeah, um, that's the, sorry. I think it's Michael Beaton. That's Behn. about Hannibal Lecter. It's yeah. like Silence of the Lambs* sort of quasi sequel, but I prefer it. No, but it's very dark. It's about these alien eyeballs that invade Earth, and they force all the humans to wear brown robes. It's crazy, and nobody can talk. But it had. It was just such an interesting game, and I was just. I wanted to ask you guys, like, if there was one game that you think sort of. Cr- you know created the destiny or was your made a destiny that that landed you here what would you say it would be jeez yeah, well, I, yeah like, I, like how you mind's th- gonna you you didn't be let anyone know
5: this big question before <laughs> all on the spot. i think
0: no i think your 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 instinctive reaction is probably because well, I mean, it's a very this is a very weird it, game and i don't think about it that often but when i do i i so what i did was i went and i played the whole thing i played the entire game again is this all interesting yes it's very it's it's horrible design in certain places but the audio is great the visuals uh did you find a way to play it legitimately (laughs) yeah i did i I actually own it on i own like display it's a very significant game for me and i realized that's probably the game of all of them and i have the two um i own both the computer version i have them sitting up on my bookshelf if you've ever been my place you look up top you'll see them displayed and it has the full discs Mm. but there was a, a website that allowed me to emulate them on them but it was legitimately done um Part of it goes
5: hand in hand with the setting. I think there was uh, in Chicago where I grew up. There was this uh, the Century Mall, which is now mostly a movie theater at the top. It used to have this basement, which is now a food court. that um, had like an arcade, and that was my first arcade I had to go to. And I was pretty young. I mean, probably like five or six or something, and played Super Mario Brothers in the in an arcade cabinet. Right and. It wasn't even so much what the game... I mean, it helps of the game was, of course, amazing in Mario, yeah. but like it almost didn't matter what the game was. It was just like this really interesting thing. That was my first like meaningful interaction with uh, a video game. So that's sort of just the setting of that arcade when I was really young. Uh, got me into it, and the sort of cool secret thing down in the basement of this big mall. Um, it sort of opened it, your eyes yeah. to what was possible. And then I yeah. think uh, actually probably early Mac gaming um,
0: really got me into it, like SimCity 2000. Mm. Uh, but you have to choose one game. I played yeah, other well, games yeah. before Manhunter New York. Manhunter New York, I went. This is I did not realize games could be like this. Yeah, and well, that was when I don't. So that would I be don't later. have a game like like you do
5: with Manhunter. I definitely have a game. I I mean, it's almost like te- Tetris might be might be my game. I I'm, mean, that's, on like original Game Boy, like that's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What
1: my, would you say, uh, Ryan? Oh,
2: or Justin? Go ahead, Justin. Uh,
1: I was going to say my story is pretty cliche. Uh, I got a, an NES when I was five years old, got it for Christmas, opened it up, and uh, got hooked on Super Mario Brothers. And uh, my babysitter actually uh, had an NES. and Was, was it a really pretty girl? <laughs> uh, I hardly remember. So uh, <laughs> this, was, this is too, critical I was information. I, I, was, dude. <laughs> I, I was like five, six years old, so I don't think I was thinking of this Critical information. So uh, she was a bit of a gamer, and she had an NES and let me play it, and uh, she taught me how to play the Legend of Zelda and play she through the whole game. She taught me many game. things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she taught me where all the secrets were. and told I mean, I still remember to this day, thanks to her, how to play through that entire game and where all the hidden caves are and everything. So, so wow. I,
5: I never had an NES as a kid, which was... I didn't was either. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. Genesis. I mean, I still played Zelda at like friends' houses, but I think if I had Zelda probably would have been my game. I, I just feel because that really has so, the sort of... You know, adventure, discovery mm-hmm. elements. Now that things like Dark Souls and, and Splunky minigames games I love now so, uh, have a lot of.
1: So but. the the first time my mind was well and truly blown was when she got a Super Nintendo and I saw her playing A Link to the Past uh. because I was obsessed with the original Legend of Zelda at that point. And I saw her playing this new, like, way better looking version of it, and she wouldn't let me play because the Super Nintendo was brand new. <laughs> So uh but yeah, I remember and when I finally got my hands on a Link to the Past, I was blown away and it's still one of my favorite games of all time. So What an awesome babysitter, dude. Yeah, yeah she was Super she was really Nintendo? cool. I have her to thank uh largely for my uh you know you should s- write to her. massive interest. I actually found her on Facebook a couple of years oh, ago we nice. keep in touch. Very wow. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, adorable. I, I thanked her for, you know, setting me on the path that I'm on now. Right.
2: Um, so the, well, the early, I think I have actually shared this story before the earliest video game memory I have, which I think kind of solidified my gamer status was actually on the Apple two as well. I don't know if it was two GS. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was just, I, I don't know, but it was a game in which it was like a side scrolling submarine game. Have I talked about this where you are, you know, driving a submarine and in, and piloting it through an ever, um, what's, what's the word? uh, uh it's getting. That's is yeah so the, the tunnel that you're you know slowly swimming through is is getting smaller and smaller um, and there's enemies and stuff and so I would I was too young to play so I would do the shoot button because that's all I could do and my dad would um, I would sit on my dad's lap and he would like pilot the submarine and he wasn't very good so we would always die and then I would always <laughs> get mad at him but um so that was like my first the, that like my defining gamer moment but then I think for a game that really solidified my identity as a gamer would probably have been maybe Final Fantasy IV. I feel like that was really special to me. I was about to say Final Fantasy
5: VII actually was probably oh, yeah. the first game that I felt a real emotional connection to. It was mm. also my first RPG. Uh, oh,
0: okay. Yeah, it was my first, it was my first Japanese RPG. I mm-hmm. played a lot of Western RPGs before that, mm-hmm. but not Japanese mm-hmm. RPGs.
2: Um, oh. well, four was, was the business. Right. Four was an amazing game. Um, super atmospheric and really special. There were
5: also some earlier PC games like Specter and Dune Two was amazing. Oh, I'm,
0: I people were f- like absolutely obsessed with that game. I, I never I got a chance that to play. I played that at
5: my cousin's place in Australia. Actually, yeah. when I was like watched him play, and it was amazing. They did a
0: Sega CD version of that at one point. I think oh, nice. they did some crazy ports of that game. That game was highly respected. Yep. That is a seminal RTS title. I that don't is like it well. That is one of that Dune and uh, there was Dune Two. I think specifically yep. was the one that yep, like yep. set the standard for RTS gaming, and it was way back in like the 80s. It was crazy. There's some really good games back then. Manhunter was in an 88, and it was, it was the first, uh, in a lot of ways, the first detective game. It was a sci-fi, very adult, gory uh, um, detective game. Hmm. And it was just really fun to play that again, and that got me thinking about it. So I wanted to ta- take a couple minutes yeah, to talk about it good. on the podcast. So
5: again, listeners, if you, if you have games along these lines that stirred, you know, stirred something and really made you connect with gaming for the first time, let us know. We, want oh. we always want more and, letters. Uh, we oh, never yeah, have enough oh, letters. Let's do
0: that. Uh, let's, let's do this interview. Yeah, let's do the interview. Let's oh, get to goodness. the interview. So Daylight. Interview. Daylight. This is the procedurally created horror game yes. uh, coming to PS4. Let this Ooh. gentleman tee it
2: up. Uh, let <laughs> me tee it up for you guys. Uh, I got a chance to speak with the Zombie Studios creative director, Andre McGuire, and also um, our representative from Atlas, John Harden, who actually you may remember on the PlayStation blog from Dragon's Crown. He was uh, representing that game as well. So we sat down and talked about it real quick. Uh, so um, you know, let's listen in. The cat What's up, everybody? It's Clements, and I have the distinct pleasure of being joined by Andre McGuire, who is the creative director, a very new creative director right. at Zombie Studios. Hello. 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 Uh, and I'm also joined by John Harden, who works at Atlas. Hello, John.
3: Hello again, everyone. Yeah, it is
2: a pleasure to see you again. You were you were here uh, repping Dragon's Crown not too long ago.
3: Not too long ago. I uh, just got some crossplay. Make sure you guys check that out.
2: Oh. <laughs> nice, plug. nice plug. But we're here to Wham. talk about we're here to talk about daylight today, not dragons come but daylight um an upcoming horror game from zombie studios which is a i think the big hook the big sexy hook here is that it is a procedurally generated horror game, uh, which means it's going to be new every time you play. That's right. For um, the
3: PS4. For the PS4. Thank which you, John. Which is a first for Atlas. Th- there you go. We're very excited about yes. it.
2: Oh yeah, that's that's so true. It is, it is. Yeah. Um, but Andre, I kind of roped you into this at last minute, <laughs> but if you don't mind, that's why don't you right? just w- like walk us through kind of high-level concept of what the new light is all about on PS4.
4: Yeah, it definitely starts out with the idea that you're playing a horror game that is completely procedurally generated. Uh, it's not just the environments, but it's also the things that you find in the environments and the, uh, the scary events that happen along the way. So, um, so for uh, you know, horror fans who might you know, get their experience spoiled by seeing walkthroughs on YouTube and that kind of a thing, um, that is not the case. And in fact, we would love to see people share their experiences because they're different <laughs> every time and um, you know, even see them. Uh, you know, uh, with PSI and that kind of a thing. So awesome. we're very excited about the idea of bringing this uh, sort of new experience to horror, uh, to the horror genre. And uh, we think it's going to be a great fit for uh, PS4. And you were telling me just, just
2: earlier that there's kind of multiple levels of randomization. So this yeah. isn't just a layout thing. This is That's right. very granular in terms of...
4: Yeah, it's it's um, if you kind of think of it like uh, almost like Lego... Blocks where you're assembling uh, the different pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, yeah, 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 exactly. This is not going. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you kind of think of it like Lego box as far as you have a bunch of pieces laid on on the table, and then what we do with our uh, the algorithms that the engineers at Zombie have set up is we assemble those um, in different configurations depending on the difficulty level, and within that setup, you'll have different you know levels of uh, decor, you know, decorative uh, items, different things that will happen in the world as far as uh, the interactive uh, elements and the lengths uh, of the sort of the mazes if you think of it like a, a maze that's being generated. Um, you might have a single floor that's very short or you might have a really lengthy uh, maze or you mm-hmm. might have a multiple level maze like you know stairwells that go up and add uh, another dimension to it. Stairs are inherently creepy ones. I'll just <laughs> well yes, is. yes our stairs are fantastic favorite ones for sure
2: okay and then after you've kind of gone through the layout decor also the scares yep. themselves yeah. are and the kind of the key locations in the game are also generated in the same way yeah or, yeah i mean similar yeah. way
4: yeah exactly the idea is is very similar um, basically wherever you are in uh, a particular part of the maze we're able to populate that space with uh, scare events that will you know just subtle things like uh, a particular object in the world might just sort of fall over suddenly mm. to full on like you know scare your <laughs> pants off, which yes. you experience <laughs> you a little that. bit uh,
2: firsthand. It's there's, <laughs> there's nothing as, as embarrassing as ha- physically jumping <laughs> in front of yeah, yeah. other grown adults. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and you know I should have mentioned in daylight you're playing uh, a female character named Sarah that's who's right, kind Sarah. of lost in this uh, abandoned hospital environment. Yeah. That's kind of the the kind of the is that the starter environment for this?
4: Yeah, actually it is. Um, the idea is that this particular location has had um, sort of a tumultuous history um, and so you're basically waking up from a blackout that you've had a history with um, uh, starting out in this sort of old, abandoned hospital. Okay.
3: Yeah, and you know, it's present day, and what does everyone carry with them at all times during present day? It's a cell phone. Underpants. Oh, no. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it should, it yeah. um, yeah. So, you know, the cell phone really starts off as this device that's, you know, kind of your your only source of light. Um, it's sort of, you know, that's not right to say. Well, no.
2: a, it is kind of, I mean, that's your primary source, yeah. of light, but it also serves as a guidepost because yeah. the, the idea, and of course, you guys, zombie is iterating on it. Yeah, yeah but that's right. you guys are kind of intending to have some sort of navigational system built into the Yeah, phone.
4: it kind of functions as a way to navigate, uh, certainly a, a light source, certainly, um, you know, in a sense, um, a, a, a communication device. And I, I, I want to, you know, qualify that by saying, you know, we're not going to be making phone calls and that kind of thing. <laughs> But I'm you know, really <laughs> yeah, now, guys. Um, <laughs> can, but can, you know, <laughs> in a sense, it'll work like that, and so it'll be a multi. Uh, Multitasking type instrument. Okay, yeah.
2: excellent. And I also noticed that a lot of interface was kind of set into this phone as well. So very yep. immersive qualities, where it looked like you were at least for now, you're, yeah. you yeah. Know, this is an
4: unfinished build, but you were managing your inventory through the phone. That's right. Interface as well. So yeah, we're trying to. Uh, we want the experience to be as immersive as possible. So we're trying to make it as real world as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that comes with certain challenges. So we gotta we gotta work through those and and. Not all of them are solved quite yet, but uh, that's the intention, and, and so far it's working out pretty good.
2: All right, excellent. And how I, we actually—you uh, just recently posted uh, on the PlayStation blog, so thank that's you right. very much for that. But we had we had sort of talked briefly in that article, but I'll, I'll kind of ask you here for our, our listeners. You're working on PS4. I mean, how has that experience been? Has there been? um I mean, it, it is a more powerful machine. Is That's that right. lending itself to you guys? Is that something that you're Absolutely. able to take advantage well, of?
4: Well, it's it's such a cool thing, and I, I kind of just briefly mentioned it, but the, um, the idea that we can have this procedural, uh, you know, game mm. that also has the ability to share experiences oh, yes, out, yes. Uh-huh. you know, and also, uh, you know, in terms of video as well. And I think that is just such a great fit, you know. Um, I mean, we've seen, certainly we've all seen people, you know, with the, uh, the um, you know, videos that, where they show that they're, you know, freaked out at different movies or different which video games, yeah. which are always <laughs> yeah. so cool, right? So, it's like, this basically game is built for that. Awesome. And, uh, and it's also been great to work on. It's, um, you know, it's super flexible. The controller is amazing. And, um, you know... It's been a pleasure.
3: Yeah, and the other thing about Daylight is that it's built on Unreal Engine Four. Um, it's going to be one of the first Unreal Engine Four titles, period. And the system itself is completely scalable to take take advantage of the full horsepower of the PS Four. So, it, you know, you're going to see a lot of parity between um, the next-gen graphics of the PS Four and, you know, some even uh, the high-end gaming PC systems. Yeah. So how just how many horses are in a PS4? That's something I think about a lot. <laughs> I've there heard, must be a dozen. At I least. Did, I've <laughs> heard eight hundred. There's four. Well, there's, there's <laughs> four. <laughs> so we're,
2: we must we must be reading the wrong documentation. Um, so it, like uh, if you had to kind of sell someone on Daylight just from the get go, I mean, what do you think is the its coolest feature?
4: I think the coolest feature about Daylight is really in the uh, the procedural uh, generation of the content. The idea that you can play through the game repeatedly. Uh, It never will be something that you fully experience because it's different every time Yeah Um, That I think is really great and I think that from a, a, a genre standpoint that is such a great fit for horror You know that I mean it's so much about building horror is so much about building up you know expectations and then breaking them you know um, and uh, new and interesting and shocking ways so that's uh, that's really exciting for us to to get into wonderful
3: yeah you know uh, again with the procedural generation element of it it's it's yeah you can get scared you never know when you're gonna be scared but even worse is the anticipation because it's dreadful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I started sweating. Yeah, yeah. in our air-conditioned yeah. office, you turn around and all of a sudden something's there to scare you, and then you never want to turn around ever again. You're like, I really need to back. I'm just gonna walk backwards. <laughs>
4: that, that, <laughs> that's a, that's a great example of how we can set up uh, certain standards. Uh, initially, you might feel like you're safe. The next moment, you might feel like you never want to turn around again and then we can change that up you know so that it's always something different and new you know that's happening and the idea that this is happening different for everybody is really cool for daylight absolutely and, you, and for now, you guys are saying uh, we can get this in 2014. Early 2014.
3: Early
2: 2014. Uh, so release date to be confirmed at a future time. That's
3: right. At a future yeah. time. As yeah. well yeah. as price. Price isn't so good
2: Excellent. So Daylight on PS4, guys. Thank you so much for spending mm-hmm. oh, time you. with us thank today. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, look forward to more. Back to your blogcast. <laughs>
0: Fascinating interview. Yes, thank you very much. I learned a lot about Daylight there. To Andre and John. That's right. So um, we've gotten to rambling. Time's getting away from us on today's show, but I still want to share what I feel are my top 10 games of the generation. Now, we were talking about this at lunch today. And there was a debate about what are the terms, like what are the standards that we all have to apply. And and, and ultimately we decided that it was important for each of us to choose our own because it's just better that way. Yeah,
5: because I, I, I sort of asked about are these the games that made the most impact, whether or not they held up super well. Right. Just sort of what you remember most fondly. So... So,
1: so my, Sid, what's your criteria? My
0: criteria for my 10, now, of course, they, they this was everything for, we're talking about the current generation. We're sort of closing it out. Of course, there'll be plenty of games to come on it yet, but since we're getting close to PS4, it seemed appropriate. I looked at it as 10 games that you have to play, and these still hold up very well. So, um, But if, you're not listing them to recommend them. You're listing them because you love them and therefore are recommending them? I am recommending these. Okay. These are re- Well, these are great. Also, your top 10 favorite, though? Yeah, I would say these are my favorite, and I think they hold up. I -hmm. think these all hold up. And you guys will probably have your own criteria for like you know these are my favorite, but it's not as good now or things like that. So number one, top... one do not fall, run for your drink. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> so the we're one. gonna
5: do your top ten, but let's end with your number one. Okay. We're not gonna like count down. No, we'll just do it overall ten, but then also number one.
0: It was too brutal to actually do a ranking yeah. system, but we will. Ha- There's one that I think is my favorite okay. of the generation. So give us your other nine. So uh, actually, this one might surprise a few people, but Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon. Ah,
1: nice. Really, not Far Cry Three, but Blood Dragon. Yeah, I really. We're supposed to guess too.
0: It, Oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> what would you think? What would you think is going to be on my list? Uh, Deus Ex. Okay. Uh,
5: XCOM. Okay. Um, I'm thinking Bioshock. You were debating Bioshock. I don't know if you settled on that. You're
0: wrong on all counts so far. Really? No, yeah. Really?
5: Was, yep. Dishonored.
0: Wrong. Last of Us. Well, okay. We're getting carried away. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> now it just turns into 20 ding, questions. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, so. <laughs> Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon uh, really came out of nowhere. I wasn't that. I mean, I thought the ads and everything were really cute, and I finally was like, I love Michael Bean. I love Aliens and Terminator, so I was like, oh, I got to, I got to give a, you know, give this guy a couple cents on his, uh, on his royalty here. So um, I ended up <laughs> loving it. I absolutely, I beat every mission. I mean, I never do that. Uh, Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon, fantastic game. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Four. Nice. Uh, I, I predicted this one. And this is a this is a very interesting game because very very interesting. The <laughs> Cut reason, it out. <laughs> <laughs> the reason it's so interesting is because um, you know it's got a lot of lengthy cinematics, and I know that it, it's a polarizing game. There's people who hate that about it. I love it because I think it's so unique, and I think it's a very particular style, and it's not necessarily even a style that I prefer. It's just it's so perfectly realized. Uh, Hideo Kojima. Kojima. It's Kojima. Mm. It's Kojima. Mm. That's how you say it. It's Hideo Kojima. I'm Mm. telling you. I don't think I've
5: ever actually heard anyone pronounce it like that, ever. That's the
0: truth. I'm telling you. I met the guy. It's Kojima. Mm. Tony, right now, uh, Americans call him Kojima. I I,
1: I think you're wrong, but okay. Let's let's move on. We're going to get into a 10-minute argument about this. Let's move on.
0: Metal Gear Solid Four, though it's, it's Hideo Kojima's, um, sort of like the distillation of. Uh, you can see it was like he was finally able to do a lot of the things that he. Right, it's rare to do. that
5: someone in his position gets like sort of fully empowered and yeah. gets the budget to like really create their grand yep. vision of something, and that really shows
0: through. I think. Exactly, and it was it was such an impressive game the, when it came out on PS3. Yeah, even so, now
5: the like, production values uh. are are. Still, sort of second to
0: none. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's a really well done game.
1: It's an example of a game that lived up to the massive amounts of yeah, hype surrounding it. Yeah, and that is it.
0: hard to do. So. Pixel Junk Monsters. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so one of my top 10 nice. on uh, PS3. You can pick this thing up and play it right now if you've never played it. It's probably like a nickel at this point on PlayStation Store <laughs> or on, on Vita. Well, you can it's get on, on Vita. Vita. It just too, came out yeah. on Vita and it's great yeah, on Vita. And it's really good on Vita. And it's just it's kind of the ultimate tower defense game. I there's a lot of other ones I've played. I even really like Kingdom Rush on iOS, but this, is, this holds the crown. To
1: date, Monsters is like the best tower defense I have game.
0: flirted well, with I, others where I said, I think they might have beat Pixel Dark Monsters, well, and the, then I go back later. They right? always go back. The yeah. big
5: difference is really, is really putting the direct control on your character, yes. Yes. so you're having to move around the screen as well, and you dance on towers to upgrade them, and you collect coins, and there's this whole other sort of layer of yeah. you existing in this world and, and having co-op. to deal with that on top of the sort of you know, acting as the menu-driven uh, select yep. system that you would have in most other
1: right. Fans it, games. And it's that just little, so freaking cute and charming, and, and the, the music, music is phenomenal. Great, yeah.
0: I, I just love it so much, and the co-op mode is fantastic, and and the the sort of challenge system with the rainbows is fantastic. The look, the feel, everything about it is so good. Yep. And it's just it's just it's a cl- it's a true classic. Um, next one I would put on this list is the Walking Dead series that came mm. out on PSN mm. from Telltale Games. Nice. Uh, I I guess we can allow a series for this one. So well, it's it was, a game. They, it was episodic. It's it's yeah. a, a complete experience. Yes. You can buy
5: it on, all together on a disc. I guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So this is I, the Walking Dead from Telltale is a game um, that you, if you haven't, you have to experience. It's a very moving experience. I um I, I it really caught me off guard, and I remember playing each episode of it as I went, thinking boy, these guys are really doing pretty well with this, and it's, it's a couple little rough in spots, but I don't even care as, an, as, a, as a player. Like I'm so sucked into this universe. Really just kind of the home run, and then by the end, the emotional. Did any of you guys finish it? Did you finish it, Ryan? Um, No. It is incredibly powerful emotionally. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Have you started uh, Wolf Among Us yet? No, but I hear very good things. Uh, actually, uh, our friend White Boy 7th Street was recommending it. Our friend. Yeah, our friend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, our, our YouTube. Mr. Our YouTube, YouTube yeah. streamer. Yeah, yeah, so,
1: so, bonus question. What's your favorite episode?
0: Of The Walking Dead? I mean, that's hard to say. I would probably say, um, I mean, episode five is like kind of the obvious. Mine,
1: uh, mine was actually episode
0: two, just because it went to such strange, like weird, dark places. They're all really good at their – I mean, the, the first one's probably the rockiest, but um, they're, it's a it's a true I, – I actually think Telltale nailed episodic gaming with that. That's the other thing. I think they went – they basically made it work. It had never quite worked, and then they, they came in and they made it work. So I, I'm a huge fan, and and I think they've officially confirmed that there's a season two coming at some point. Yeah. So I can't and wait to – They were
1: saying they're, like, trying to find ways to make your decisions in episode yeah. one – or season one hook into yeah. season two and all that. Anyway, I, Should I be think real fun.
0: The Walking Dead – one, if you open your mind to it, it's a very different kind of game. One of the best. And, and really, like, actually, a, a genetic sort of successor to Manhunter New York that I got. I mean, it's a very similar thing. It's an adventure game. It's very story-driven. Really great maybe game. Maybe
1: that's why you were such a, an enormous fan of The Walking Dead, because it recalled those memories maybe. of Manhunter.
0: Yeah, yeah Maybe. Uh, I, I would put Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare on this list. Oh, that interesting choice! I think choice. the ultimate military shooter to this day. I think they they hit a certain balance. They hit a certain uh, field of the weapons. I think you know the later games are get more and more technically impressive, and they add more and more features and more and more guns. But I think they sort of spiral off and get kind of bigger. Whereas I think the first game has the right balance. It's kind of got the it's the most grounded. It, it, it was the first to do it. it. It was That was a revelatory game when that came out. Uh, and I think the single player in that is one of the all-time greatest campaign modes in any shooter ever. Huh. Easy. There are so many good moments in that. I remember, spoiler alert, if, if you're one of the five people in the country who haven't played this, but you haven't? I haven't. I played
1: it for like a couple hours. You're not think. playing it. You're fine. This, yeah, I'm not going to. The
0: <laughs> sequence where you're in the gunship and you're seeing things through the... Uh, the um, I don't like the tactical kill cam. Dis- yeah, the kill cam, and it's like it's it's and you're and you're shooting at these guys, and you have the operators who are firing the weapons, blowing these. I mean, you're blowing up hundreds of guys. That that sent an incredible chill up my spine. It was it was disturbing, and I remember thinking, what a meta game. Like this game is is it, you, it's easy to write a game like Call of Duty 4 off as this kind of rah-rah military shooter. That game was very subversive. That game was borderline anti-war. Was that
5: the no-Russian one, or was it the one, That's That's the the one, one after that? That's the one after that.
0: That's also a very memorable sequence, and yep. I actually thought it was really well handled. But Very controversial. Yeah, very controversial. The big thing is you don't have to shoot. I shot yeah. at the ceiling. I made it look like I was shooting people I didn't shoot anybody. Uh, Call of Duty 4, though, is a legendary shooter and, and really one of the best games of the generation. Working, way, working my way here further. Spelunky. Nice. Oh, on look here. at you. Yeah, I put Spelunky on here. I think that's going to be that on
5: most of our lists. Warm as my cockles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, that's my primary goal here. Yeah. Spelunky is I mean, you've heard us rave about it, so I won't go on, I'll say no more. But this is uh, this is one of your games of generation, you ain't even gotten past the jungle, right? Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I've just had this is gonna top your list once you get to the ice caves. I've just had so much fun with it. I think even if the game ended after the first level or you just kept doing it over and over again, I'd be fine with that. It's a great it's a great game. It is it is a delight to play and I always I never know what to expect. It just it gets my dopamine levels. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep playing. You've just scratched the surface of this game. I know. Already, It's like already like when your favorite game's over. I did make it to the black market. Oh, you did yeah, on yeah. accident? No, on purpose. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, another game I'm putting on my list: the top ten of this generation. Dead Nation. This is from mm, House Mark. Cool. This another is, one I have yet to play. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> you would have, oh good, have a good time goodness. with your lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Oh, fun co-op. It kay. is fantastic, and I mean, these guys are the kings at addictive sort of combo score.
2: Arcade shooter.
0: Particle effects, hordes of enemies. And this game is, yeah, this game is beautiful. And almost calling it an arcade shooter is almost a, a dismissal in a way. Because what? I've never no played way. an arcade shooter as nuanced and and thoughtfully well, it's designed. A little, I
5: think arcade to me implies maybe a little uh, more like Twitch-based uh, gameplay. Not quite play. as much depth and short like sort of shorter structure. Whereas it's a little meatier, I think, more along lines of an adventure game because the levels are really long.
0: They're long and big and highly replayable because what you do is you go play it on higher difficulties and co-op and it's a totally different experience. The enemies are in completely different spots. It's, that is a must play and I think to date, although Mark has made some fabulous games, I think I'd put Dead Nation at the top of the list. I had a tough time choosing between that and Super Stardust HD, but I ultimately went with Dead Nation.
2: Just as a quick aside, yes. I, I, when I say arcade shooter, I usually mean to imply that score chasing is a huge part of it, and that like racking up points is like an important yeah. part of the experience. Yeah, that's, that's I, don't, I, don't I, mean.
1: see, I don't see an ar- I don't see arcade shooter as a pejorative term. No, as I, you guys I don't think it's an intentionally. It.
0: I, but I, I think in the case of Dead Nation it's borderline pejorative because it's got so much going on. Like it's, <laughs> borderline to go, pejorative. To, to say, oh, it's Smash TV is to write off what makes it so good. Mm-hmm. Um, not I, that, I was thinking about it loaded, actually. Yeah, I mean, as it a, has elements of all of these. It's a PlayStation throwback. Yeah, it's old school, man. Uh, it has elements of all of these, but it's it, it kind of, again, it perfects that style and it turns it into something much bigger and deeper and more comprehensive than uh, and just incredibly addictive. Uh, another game on my list of top ten. We're almost done. Uh, heavy rain. Ah, oh, nice. heavy nice. rain. Nice. Heavy rain. Um, I think you share like four or five with me because yeah. I think we have pretty different taste. Heavy rain caught me by surprise, dude. And again, it might be this adventure game sort of bug that I caught with Manhunter New York, but I love games that let me sort of experience a, a universe, you know. And, and heavy rain really puts you in this strange conspiracy sort of. this world where things aren't quite what they seem and I really like experiences like that. Well they
5: aren't what they seem the stakes are really intense the consequence is really intense it's a game that sort of like really compels you from several different directions at once so you sort of you are, feel forced yeah, yeah onward, you're like yeah. really pulled in into this experience you're and you, propelled you can't yeah. really treat it lightly
0: no you can't you're forced to take it seriously even though you know some of the you know the writing and, and things at times are a little bit laugh inducing i was explaining this earlier there's kind of two layers to the game there's the press x to jason layer which is very amusing uh, but, but there's the but there's the serious layer when i played it i was deadly serious so that's the focused. thing yeah.
5: I, I appreciate the memes and all that yeah. afterwards i came, that's fun but when I played it, none of that like no. rubbed me weirdly at all. You know? I
0: noted it, but I said I still love it. Yeah, like yeah. It's still really well done. And uh, I got two more here. Uh, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Um, nice. It really about as good as it gets for third-person action adventure. I mean, I, I, the open, you've heard me say this before. The opening sequence in that is, goes, should go down as one of the three best opening sequences in any game ever. It's really, really smart. And uh, it's probably no big surprise that my final... Uh, title here would be the last of us i would say that's my i think that's the best game we've seen this generation um i think it's Honestly, be, you're putting out an objective argument here i i think yeah yeah well just in general i think that's in terms of at least what we've seen i think when the dust is settled i think we'll all look down and go it was the last of us that right. was the one
1: hmm. that's my number two
0: mm. spoilers <laughs> uh and why why is that why is it so well we've talked a lot about it but i think I know, so sum it up yes yeah, so, um The Last of Us, I think all these games... What what elevates it beyond the sum of its parts? So I'd say that the thing that all these games have in common on my list of 10 is that they make me remember very strongly why I love games. And there's a lot of other games that I respect. That, that's why Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, I was like, I couldn't get it off the list. I, I, I it, It's clung to me. I remember when I realized maybe an hour into it, I kind of just went, this is why I play games, to get experiences like this, to, to be in this weird, cheesy... F- Corny world of sci-fi, but that's pushing all those Terminator One, like eight-year-old, you know, buttons in my brain. <laughs> um, it, 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 all these games do things that you could never get in any other medium, and they do them really well. And I think The Last of Us brings everything together in this perfect package where you've got characters that are genuinely well. Uh, drawn and, and and have really powerful motivations. That's a big one for me. Like it's so rare to see it in a game to have characters have great motivations. People say, "Oh, it's you know the writing's good," or the, there's more than that. There's a universe you have to create. And Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley and all those guys at Naughty Dog uh, made one of the most compelling universes I've ever seen. Now, of course, I love zombie stuff and all this, but it's more than that. It's it, they somehow they somehow just distilled what makes a zombie you know, the zombie fiction kind of interesting. And then they just gave it this 180 degree twist. And it became this sort of just this moment for me when I was like, I was really looking forward to the game. In fact, it's one of those games where I was worried, like, I don't want to hype myself up on it too much because I'm worried it's not going to live up. You know, I was worried about that. Like, it looks like they got everything lined up. I love the characters. I love the concept, but I'm like, can they really pull this off? And they pull it off better than I thought uh-huh. they could ever pull it off. And it's 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 just the universe. It's the it's the care that's taken with the characters. It's the care that's taken with the universe. It's the it's the way that there's actually a point to the story. Uh, there is a there are revelations about the motivations of the characters that come about. There are there are human truths that are sort of revealed in stark detail. And that's not something you see in many games. And for all those reasons, and, and, and one of the best multiplayer modes I've ever played that's very fresh and progressive on its own right, it's the total package. It's like if there's one game to point to on the PS3 in this generation, I'd say totally, that's the one. Now, let me quickly name my runners-up because I snubbed a ton of great games here. GTA V. Oh, here, here we like, go with the
1: honorable mentions. So I
0: feel like I haven't played enough of it. I think it's, I think it's almost at its own level as well. GTA V is ridiculously impressive, though, and I haven't played enough of it yet. Uh, Dead Space 1 was... These are all my honorable mentions. Dead Space 1 was a great game. I really respect that game. Uh, By the way, Dead Space Sound Designer
5: working in The Witness.
0: Oh, yeah? Really? Yep. Yep. Huh. Fascinating. Journey, definitely in my honorable mentions list. I know for a lot of people that'll be high. Uh, For me, I loved it. I thought it was great, but... Everyone. That's what's great about games. You, it's what's great about books. It's what's great about movies. You bring your own personal experiences to it. I love Journey. I don't know if I'd say for me it was one of the ten. Yeah, of yeah. A, you don't have to justify. For once, right. for
5: once, we're not on you for not playing Journey.
0: Bioshock. <laughs> I would put in here. I almost had that on my top ten. And again, it's like I'm cheating because I essentially have two top ten lists here, so it gets on the runners <laughs> up. But Bioshock is was was a huge sea change for for game design. I'd put the new. No Mortal pun on. intended. No, yeah, As <laughs> for. Uh, Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat, I would put on this huh. list. This I was a very and then for very different reasons than all the other games I named. I think the new Mortal Kombat did a great job of showing again why games are fun. It just it has it's completely unselfconscious. Well, they
1: managed to create a really compelling story mode in a oh, fighting
0: game. Yeah, how and, often do you see that? And it plays great. I'm an old school Mortal Kombat fan, so I thought the new Mortal Kombat was killer. Your runners up are getting into cheater territory. Spec, <laughs> spec Ops: The Line is in here because it. it I, I this one I would definitely is a full runner-up. And, and so let's
1: just make a list of a bunch of games we really top love. Me.
0: Mass Effect 1, <laughs> I would put in my runners-up. I thought it was fantastic. Saren is, is one of the best gaming antagonists of all time. Uh, Skyrim, I would put in, in this, this... this How y- many
2: runners-up did you have? And basically
0: two top-ten lists. <laughs> oh Dishonored God. would go in my runners-up list. And that's it. Rainbow Six Vegas, and which is that's... a fabulously, fabulously... Innovative. When I do mine, I
1: promise I won't have this many runners-up.
0: <laughs> uh, Super Stardust HD... And that is that is my runners up list. So my, my, my full thanks ten, for your top twenty. My ten my ten best of the the ten generation though 10. officially are Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, Metal Gear Solid Four, Pixel Junk Monsters, The Walking Dead by Telltale, Call uh, Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, Spelunky, Dead Nation, Heavy Rain. Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, and The Last of Us. Nice. Yay!
5: So, uh, so
0: again, listeners, uh, if you want to send us your game of the
5: generation, maybe a top five if you want us to rattle off, but we don't, probably have a time for top ten uh, from everybody. But um, send it to us. You know, voicemail or email or whatever. Blogcast
0: um, at sony.com Yeah. That same one.
5: <laughs> uh, here's one listener letter sort of along these lines. It says, hey guys, I want to start off by saying, oh, it's from PSX Gamer. Hey guys, I want to start off by saying a big thank you for providing us all with an entertaining show every week. A special shout out to Ryan, whom I had the pleasure of meeting at Beyond 300 along with the always amazing Shuhei Yoshida. Man,
0: people love Ryan Clements. So <laughs> well, look at how cute he is.
5: <laughs> so with the PS4 officially kicking off a new generation of gaming, I'm curious about everyone's PlayStation beginnings. Essentially, do you remember your first ever PlayStation experiences? I remember hmm. mine was when I went to my local attraction store where they had a demo ps1 unit set up playing battle area to Shinden on a 50-inch tv uh, I remember saying to myself, graphics will never look better than this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> naive, right? Uh, anyway, I officially got a PS1 that Christmas, but didn't get any games with it, so I just ended up playing the enclosed demo for a ridiculous amount of time until I bought Philosoma as my first title. Philosoma. Philosoma? Yeah. Uh, so let's hear it, gentlemen. Keep up the good work. And since you're going to do your top games of the generation, here's my top five in no order. Uh, Catherine, Metal Gear Solid 4, The Last of Us, Dark Souls, and Yakuza 3.
0: Huh. So, Philosoma. Nobody knows about that game. It's like five people. It's <laughs> like a never heard first heard game, I think. No, it was a shooter. It was a side scrolling shooter. What, really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never I'm played it. it. I, I think I own it, but I don't really remember what it is.
5: Um, so, first PlayStation memory uh, mine was when I. So, there was a series of concerts called Twisted Christmas that took place in Chicago. I think I went to the first like nine of them. Uh, it was like a big, like I saw Red Chili Peppers and Gravity Kills and uh, <laughs> Porno for Pyros oh, and all yeah. these like 90s bands together That's who sweet. would play like Adverk Assault. Anyway, um, so. One of them, which I guess must have been around 95 then, uh, in the lobby, they had like spawn. they had PlayStation set up in the lobby and they had Jet Moto that you could walk up nice. and play. And that's actually sort of the most, when I was thinking about it, I was like, when did I first play a PlayStation? That might have been my first hands-on, was playing Jet Moto in the lobby of the Rosemont Horizon in the suburbs of Chicago, uh, which Jet Moto blew me away and I-, I played the heck out of it when I finally got one. Um, that might have been my first PlayStation memory,
1: Justin. Uh, mine was uh, I went to a friend's place, and so there was that there was that moment in every gamer's life, uh, every gamer of a certain age or, or older, uh, where they had to choose N sixty four or PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I uh, I chose N sixty four, but oh. a friend of mine, a friend of mine chose PlayStation. So <laughs> That's I went. A good friend, right so, there. That's so a I, good friend. So yes. I went to my friend's place, and uh, he had two games for his PlayStation. He had Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Huh. And he had Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero. Oh, that's a great game. I played the crap out of that. uh, It it, it was...
0: (laughs) I don't know if I'd say a great game. It was uh, it, it was an, it was novel. <laughs> it so. didn't stop me from finishing it multiple times. So
1: uh, so yeah, we played that. We played both of those games nonstop. I have especially fond memories of Abe's Odyssey. Uh, so naturally, I asked my parents for a PlayStation for Christmas. I got one, but uh, my mom did not know what game to get because obviously she's not a gamer. The guy at Walmart said, oh, "I don't know. This one looks cool." So she got me Star Wars Masters of Terascosi. Oh my <laughs> god, the
0: fighting game, the Star Wars Which was fighting the, game,
1: the one v one Star Wars fighting game. And I got ridiculously good at this Was game. Was that g- any good? Uh, No. But I got really <laughs> good at it. And I, I found the joy in it because I got very good well, at it. Well,
0: that's what's funny about it. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: So, so I had that. And then I had the uh, the demo disc with all, you know, Parappa the Rapper, Blasto, a uh, bunch of a bunch of Rest early, in peace, Phil Hartman. Yep. A r- uh, bunch of uh, early PlayStation games. Had, like, secret codes to get to teaser videos, like trailers for other games. And then uh, I think the first legitimate, uh, the first PlayStation game I got legitimately hooked on was
5: uh, uh, Gran Turismo. I, pan- I played a lot of Pandemonium. Oh yeah, I never actually played Pandemonium. A lot of Pandemonium. Which one's Pandemonium? It's like the side-scrolling. You play as the jester or the girl. I think it was it was from Crystal Dynamics very colorful platformer oh, snap. yeah Boy, that's you it was kind of near, me on that near one. launch. Oh yeah, you'd recognize. It. There was a sequel too. So okay. uh
1: so anyway, I ended up getting Gran Turismo and uh I have uh, fond memories of reading that instruction manual memories of, of, trying, of to trying to park. <laughs> trying to
5: park. <laughs> that's my that's my yeah, cuz you have to like pass the underground parking lot test to advance. Oh, a, I don't actually remember oh, that Oh wait, part. no, hold on. Maybe that was Driver. Yeah, it I don't I don't
1: think that was in Gran Turismo. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so uh uh, yeah, Grand Turismo. I remember reading the instruction manual and reading about weight shifting yeah. when you break and all that. And I mean, that information all sticks with me to this day. Uh, Re- so yeah, reading that's, instruction that's manuals is quaint as well. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> I used to love doing. I
5: <laughs> it. would like get one. I w- like you know, and I wouldn't have time to play it that day, so I would I'd like it to read school. it on the way to school. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd read <laughs> it. At dinner, I'd read
0: it at dinner. I'd be like sitting there reading through old instruction manuals at dinner.
5: <laughs> I remember actually in high school. Uh, before Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out, printing out the IGN review that was like five pages long
2: to read on the train on the way to, <laughs> on the way to school because I was so interested in. it. Anyway, awesome. Ryan, what's your PlayStation me- memory? This is my first PlayStation memory. Well, yeah, mm. a
0: striking PlayStation memory when you were struck by a PlayStation. Yeah,
2: probably playing Warhawk and Battle Arena Sotion Den as well. Um, nice. I mean the my. Like that, my most meaningful PlayStation memory is probably Final Fantasy VII, but yeah, that came much later. I
0: think uh, for me, as funny as it sounds, Battle Arena Toshin then was a really <laughs> big one because uh, we had never seen graphics like that. That was on a totally different and then, level. Eventually, I feel like Tekken Three was sort of the more subtle oh, fighting experience Tekken for everybody. Tekken Three was, I mean, that's I what mean, made me. On. That's what <laughs> made me a Tekken fanatic for life. That one game. Um, even though, uh, you know, you so know, they've made some really great ones since then, but. Uh, the, PlayStation 1, there's several for me. The first thing I think I played on PlayStation was Mortal Kombat 3, which was really hot at the time. Very smart at PlayStation to lock up the rights on, uh, well, not exclusively, but they had a great version on PS3. Got that instantly. And that was what I went, okay, and this is where I am now. And they have Mortal Kombat 3 and N64, poo-poo. <laughs> I, was not, I was never a believer in N64. I had one at one point, but I was I was PlayStation all the way. And <laughs> I, I, I I saw Battle Arena then played it a little bit. Mortal Kombat 3, got it and um you know not and, you know what games don't hold up what's that that's most of these
5: yeah <laughs> like, that's true out of all like for when I go playing by play jet moto i'm like oh my god this is, yeah. <laughs> this is i mean I, I still have obviously fond appreciation
0: sure. for it, playing but like but
5: tomb raider one and two right it's rough yeah, but it's rough.
0: I'd, say, I'd say i think metal gear solid holds up yeah totally. i think that's a very yep. per, again a very sort of just a, a very specific way yeah. they designed you know it, it, it also timeless. actually
1: really holds up Parappa the rapper
0: yep yeah the first one it does uh, the Tekken games hold up well, because um, they don't change too much. I like, how,
5: I like how nostalgic of a show this is, but I guess that's sort of how we wind down the generation yeah? l- leading up to launch.
0: <laughs> and I remember, too, I've never, I'm have never i not a car guy, and I don't get into that stuff, but I do remember being absolutely floored by the original Gran Turismo. I was about to say Twisted Metal. That Twisted was Metal. huge. Oh, yeah. Twisted Metal was a really big one. I got that right at launch. I played the crap out of that. Great soundtrack on that, that game, by yeah. the way. Um, I had Revolution forget? X. I mean, this show, I was coming <laughs> from the arcade, and see, that was really smart. With the original PlayStation, they were going after arcade people, and they were trying to lure them into the console. So they had Mortal Kombat three, they had Revolution X, they had all these arcade games, and that was one of the things that got me into it. And uh, then the rest is history, as they say. I know Ryan has to go. Do you need to go? Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, only, because, yes, uh, but only because
2: we've been record- We've been in close to two hours in here. No, now. we're hour 15 No, we're fast approaching. We're fast approaching. We were a little, I'm, I'm looking at a clock, but we're, yeah, we're, we're, we been a while either way.
5: Um, so yeah, let's, I should,
2: well, what do you guys need, want to keep going? We can and wrap it up. Can, we got, can, we have to wrap it up. Let's do well.
5: this, let's do this wacky voicemail real quick. Okay. Uh, thank you, caller, for that. Oh, uh, so
0: good! Map. I think he was uh, this individual. <laughs> he or she was uh, was a, a duck of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> it, we
5: uh, we got our first uh, clicker
1: calling. Uh, yeah, I terrifying. think,
0: and I, I and I'm just stepping out on a limb here. This was like the only usable voicemail we had this week. Um, and that's using the yeah, term loosely. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what criteria do we have? Um, I think that that was a reference to what's been uh, was described a few weeks ago as my vocal fry register. I, the, uh... vo- I think that was a. I think that was. Can't vo- believe you went with that voicemail. Vocal fry. So all that is to
5: say, we're going to start putting the voicemail. Uh, phone number in the, <laughs> in the blog post because we need more. We, we don't
0: get a lot, and we, we need more yeah. than that. And we yeah, and, and not all of them we can answer either. Just like our right.
5: voicemails, and uh,
0: so like in some cases it's dealing with topics we can't get into yep. or things like that, so we might not choose it. But
5: but uh, the things we brought up this week, like your first PlayStation memory, yep. your favorite game of the generation, yep. like that, you know, let us know. But we PS- love we'd love to run these things so absolutely. Just uh, keep them keep them concise, and we'll do them. We're so, always listening. Um, Ryan scooted out in the in the hubbub. <laughs> uh, and that's our show for this week right Hooray! that's all we got um, yep. so leave us feedback at blogcast at Uh voicemails at 650-288-6706 leave us feedback in the blog post as well or on iTunes uh, no iTunes reviews this week but we'll get back to them when we have more to read subscribe in iTunes if you haven't yet please that helps us out uh, thanks to Dormy Loan for our logo and Corey Schmitz for our, or sorry Dormy Lund for our music and Corey Schmitz for our logo that's the first time in 94 episodes I've messed that up
1: oh by the way guys yeah Less than one month until PlayStation I
5: know. 4. <laughs> uh, find us on the blog and Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Instagram. Um, that's pretty much it. Our mystery theme winner for last week uh, was Kyle Zyler, Zayler? Uh It was Infamous 2. Mm. So, oh, cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Justin, you heard a little sneak peek of the Infamous Second oh, Son soundtrack. Oh, my
1: goodness. So I got to go check out the PlayStation Studio, which I didn't even realize was a thing until I went over there. But... Uh, it's on our campus right yeah it's right over and i'm pointing to it right now right how about you is, get us how about you so get us a recording space there, it is Sid? a
0: state of the art facility I'm so
1: talking. actually i'm talking to these guys and we're hoping to do some more cool stuff with them in the future but i uh, i posted out a, a short tease on our uh, official instagram account that's playstation on instagram uh of uh we were kind of listening to a mix of a track from infamous second son they're working on the soundtrack for that right now. Nice. And uh my goodness, this this game is going to have a killer soundtrack. I actually heard two songs, but I I blasted out a uh, little 15 second tease. Go check it out on the Instagram uh Instagram account because It's
0: kind of rock and roll sound? Or? Yeah,
1: it sounds really good. Um yeah this 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 soundtrack is going to be killer and uh, i told them what a huge fan of the unfinished swan soundtrack i am and so they said oh we actually have the the title track queued up here so we listen to it there in this giant soundproof room with nice. huge studio monitors and everything it how was, big is this you gotta, you gotta show me that uh yeah we'll head over there sometime i'm currently on email chains with these guys but cool. uh yeah i think we can do some cool stuff and you know hopefully uh do little teases of upcoming game music and all uh, that fun w- stuff i would like that but yeah, infamous second son mystery uh, themes that you'll never get. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was already excited for a second son, but now I am doubly so after hearing
0: some of this music. You're literally shaking and quivering <laughs> in anticipation. <And> <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> next week, uh, perhaps we'll do Justin's top ten
0: of the genre. Uh, uh, yeah, no, Ooh. I better, I better no, whittle down put, that list. We have to put it on him, so we, we're publicly okay. okay. Yep. Naming I'm naming that going to happen. All right, you let's, let's do it next week. Let's do uh, it. Cool. Thanks for the show. We'll see you later.